0: Welcome back to the ookiest, spookiest podcast about the Detroit area.
1: Detroit Strange.
0: That's us. This the show. podcast. Listen, the one you're listening to.
1: Mm-hmm. With with your ears. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. We're happy you're here.
0: Yes, we hope that you are taking fall by the balls.
1: Hmm. It's been a beautiful one so far. I know some. Actually, I do see a lot of people. I've seen a lot more like. People on nature hikes and just being outside and seeing all the colors and all that.
0: Oh, definitely. I think that people are um, really just trying to take advantage of the weather before it's the cold months. Yeah. Which I don't blame them. The cold months can be trying.
1: Yeah. I think it's weird because, you know, we were all so not busy for so long. Yeah. And now it feels like very busy. And I think part of it is just trying to see people before mm-hmm. it will be harder or impossible to see people. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how things keep going. Yeah. But it is beautiful outside and it is a good you know, it's good to be outside anyway. So Yes. It's a it's a small little victory, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I love going out in nature, especially when it's so fall out. I love walking mm. through the leaves, feeling the crunch beneath my feet.
1: It's so nice. We had a we had a nice Friday night.
0: We did. We had quite the ooky spooky Friday night.
1: Yeah. Went to a good old Eloise Asylum.
0: Yeah. We did a paranormal, not a tour I learned, it's an investigation. We did a paranormal investigation of the Eloise Asylum.
1: So basically on each level of the asylum, there's a different ghost hunter team and you and a limited group of people are on like the floors or whatever, but you're just allowed yeah. to go wherever unless yeah. there's like caution tape.
0: Like, you pretty much had full reign of the building, which is interesting.
1: hmm And a lot of the investigators were like, well, this is your investigation. Like, that one guy in the basement when he passes, and I, like, almost ran into him because it's dark. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, it's your investigation. And I was like, it is my investigation.
0: He was my favorite.
1: He was. He reminded me of a character from, like, um, actually, you know who you he- oh. Leslie
0: Jordan would have played him.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I was about to say. He looked like Leslie Jordan. He had a whole like vibe even too of Leslie Jordan. And yeah. Like probably the same height, I'm just gonna guess.
0: I think he was a little taller than Leslie Jordan, but like not by much. Yeah. But
1: he was my favorite as well. He was. I loved him. But yeah, this is your investigation. And I was like, thank you. <laughs>
0: it was like it was really cool. It was really ooky spooky. Um mm-hmm. Got a lot of great pictures. Although I think you got the best one.
1: I don't know. I want to see your pictures because I really want to do like the zoom in and like look in the background. Oh yeah, there's thing.
0: been. I like did a little bit of zooming already, and there okay, I see a little bit of like creepiness.
1: <gasps> I'm excited because yeah, you're you have a better low light camera for yeah. sure. All of my low light pictures were pretty bad. There had to be some ambient light in the room for anything of mine to turn out. But I did get one. I took a photo three times, and then the third one a large bulb light showed up which it could be other things too but oh, definitely it's but... interesting because the flashlights we have were both uh like black light so they would have been purple and yeah. like, they were purple in other photos
0: but it was white
1: so it wasn't our flashlights for yeah. sure the flash was on but like it was on for all three photos yeah and i think you can even maybe see the flash in the window i can't remember but yeah So that was interesting. Uh also the balloon was kinda interesting. There was a balloon, but there was wind in the room, so who knows? But it moved more than it seemed like the wind would move it at one point.
0: There was like a lot of like (laughs) spooky happenings. Like
1: it was creepy feel like it I kinda understand now what people say when it just feels like I've always understood like heavier, like heavier feeling rooms or whatever. But there was definitely a vibe change in some of the, the areas.
0: <laughs> I definitely felt a little extra like anxious and squirrely.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't I think it was too. like
0: necessarily a fear thing. It was more of a vibe thing. because so I didn't really feel like too spooked.
1: No, there was maybe two times that I got a little bit more spooked. And it was because you and I did a really good job of avoiding the rest of the people on the floor and kind of going to like the opposite places yeah. that they were and then kind of shifting and changing with them which was really good until liked. the
0: end of the night when we ended up being the only ones left on the floor
1: oh yeah when they left us and yeah we we're like oh it's done and we're not supposed to be here anymore cool Whoops.
0: yeah
1: where's that lady who counts us
0: right pam uh-huh thought you were a leader pam
1: <laughs> she didn't count before they left the floor yeah uh yeah that time and then there was there was one time that I got I don't know I was in I think it was in the basement and I walked into a room and I was walking in there I didn't have my flashlight on and I was just walking around by myself and I like then realized you weren't with me (laughs) and I was like oh now I'm just in here by myself
0: Yeah, I definitely had a few of them moments like, where's my friend? We need the buddy
1: system. Uh I like walked in the hallway there and I was like, where's the tall man? I don't see the tall man. Nobody is tall enough. What has happened to Alex?
0: I have been taken away.
1: Oh, I was scared.
0: Yeah. Especially because the basement was one of the ookier, spookier floors.
1: Mm -hmm. There's supposed to be an old janitor who did not do nice things to patients. No down there. And actually after thinking about it more, I think that Potters field that you had talked about comes more into play with like a lot of activity that's yeah there. So I do think like a lot of the, the um possible apparitions, spirits, whatever you want to say there, I do think a lot of them might not have been patients or doctors, but might just be kinda, you know, Locked things souls. from that Potter's field. Yeah. yeah. So truth be told, I have an app that like It's got a word bank and supposedly like spirits can pull up words. I like using it. I think it's fun. I don't 100% invest myself into the fact that I think it's accurate uh, because it would be really easy to design an app to do that. Yeah. And I will say, though, I've been in areas that should be better and it's not as active as it was there. Like it will still do stuff, though. So I think it's maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah. There was definitely something about where we were at. There was something Mm -hmm. in the. There was something in the air air that night. night. That's true. So time spooky. He goes.
1: Oh, (laughs) name Fernando. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like because it did come up with like the word hands
0: a lot. It told us hands a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. And there was a couple other repeat words. I forget what they were. One of them was like burying or digging or something like that gasping. came up a few times gasping yeah. came up at some
0: point i didn't love what it was like <laughs> fear me hide yeah. now like quickly
1: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of
0: alarming nouns and adjectives
1: yeah which i've never had it do those ones before so that was weird and we were at those two times probably in the two creepier sections i'd say like those both happen uh, was it when we were in well, the criminally
0: insane part of the that's building? That's
1: when the first scary one happened. Yeah, and then yeah. the second one was the third floor, which I wouldn't say is necessarily creepier or scarier, but it was a floor that's had like more noted activity. Yeah, like in the past from people, I like guess. So that was interesting. There, there was a lot of really interesting things, and I'm excited. We made a lot of videos. I'm excited to listen and watch them.
0: I watched one of the videos, and it's real spooky. It was the one where you had your, like, necklace, Mm -hmm. and it was dangling. And it was, like, the one that was, like, yes or no that was, like, directional. And it was like, are you nice? No. Should we stop talking (laughs) to you? Yes.
1: Okay, bye. Uh Uh-huh. We got out of there. Paranormal
0: stuff aside, it was very interesting to, like, go through that building just because it is such a notorious piece of Southeast Michigan history. Yeah, And just to see the facilities and trying to imagine what it was like when it was functioning.
1: Yeah, I for some reason like the cigar rooms on each floor or whatever. Still very smelled like cigars and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. The kiln room in the basement—that was actually one of my favorites. Yeah, why the
0: hell do they have a kiln?
1: Yeah, oh, they must have had an arts program. Like, yeah, and because I mean, you can also make stuff for the facilities using the molds, so they might have done that too. Because there's a ton of molds down there. Yeah, but that being said, too, I don't. I looked at some of the molds because I like touching things and picking things up. Apparently. And I think some of them were just for fun. So I'm wondering if they did actually have like an arts. Yeah. Maybe not like art therapy per se, but like for entertainment or, you know, just the purpose of doing that. Yeah. Because there was like three kilns down there. So it wasn't it it had enough usage for sure. And like a bunch of old glaze, which was I used to do pottery. So like this is why I'm nerding out over it so much. But I was like, ooh, oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah.
0: I was more interested in the room next door, the lobotomy room, which... That was gross. <laughs> yeah, the reason they knew it was the lobotomy room because they found brain matter on the floor.
1: Real gross. Yeah. Yeah. There are a
0: ton uh, of fucking calendars on the first floor for some reason.
1: From but 2015.
0: Like, right, like, it was like, ooh, here's a post-it note from 2002? Like,
1: mm-hmm. what? Yeah, there's definitely been, um, a little bit mostly of on the first floor, some yeah. stage stuff and the first floors kind of were like because it was more like an administrative floor originally and yeah. i, I like know, the like... room
0: full of books it wasn't a library mm-hmm. i know that's what usually room full of books are It was just like a carton mm-hmm. of books but i think my favorite was the sweet valley high books
1: we do- oh i miss those
0: the one was called the two boy weekend oh my yeah now it's like mm-hmm. same girl
1: risque yeah <laughs> We did find a library, though. There just there wasn't any books in there either. But remember, yeah. we found that weird door, and yeah. we opened it, and we were kind of scared we were going to get caught in there for a second. You were, like, holding the door open, and I was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. There's, like, another way out over here.
0: It was just spooky, because most of the doors in the building were either propped open or gone. So, like, mm-hmm. to find a... Or, like, the doors that were closed were usually locked. So, to find a door that was both closed and unlocked was kind of weird, for that building. Yeah. It was such a heavy door.
1: They all were. Because there was a couple others that we, like, opened partially or whatever. And they were all very heavy. mm Which, the particular building we were in, too, was not the original building on the site. It was actually one of the, like, last buildings.
0: I think it was the last building constructed, but it was part of the mental asylum.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the name of the, old, the woman who was there the longest? The first...
0: Oh, it wasn't Rose? I think her name was Betty no. something. It was there Betty or yeah. Betsy?
1: I think Betty, but I don't. Yeah, but they were talking about like she was in there, and yeah, there's also there was a woman named Rose though, who apparently likes to sing a lot, and
0: yeah, it was yeah, it was a cool experience. I'm really glad we did it. I think it was a lot of fun, and I, especially because like it sounds like this can be the last year for it.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was definitely incredibly interesting. Uh, I want to do something like it again I'd like to continue doing stuff like that and I i don't know I would love to capture my own evidence I guess yeah or even just see my own evidence like I do have one ghost story but I was like younger and I'd like as an adult to like not in my house uh, yeah. listen, anybody listening right now not in my house yeah or like without provocation yeah because uh, <laughs> then I will never sleep
0: I need to talk to my one friend, Rebecca, because she, her family, they actually go on ghost hunting trips. Love that, right? She's like, "Yeah, I mean, my family are going on to West Virginia to hunt some ghosts." I'm like, "All right, says pop off, go have fun." Like, <laughs> but now I want to like compare notes. Like, what kind of things do did you guys use? Like, I wonder.
1: Mm-mm. It's such
0: an interesting hobby for people to have, although some people make it a career. But like, I think a lot of times the people that I know experience it's kind of like in their spare time ghost catcher doesn't pay the bills
1: yeah i was gonna say i think it's a very hard career to make unless a you have a tv show i think like that's the number one way for people to make it but only yeah. x amount of people although the id channel is mostly ghost hunting shows anymore there's like like there's there's so many shows on there because there's like this investigate like teen like the teen and early 20s group and then there's like the ghost hunters and then there's the ghost adventurers And then there's, like, um, these brothers who, they use actually a lot of phone apps, which is interesting. I haven't seen all these shows. I sound like I only watch ghost shows. I've seen, like, (laughs) an episode or, like, 20 minutes of some of these. Right. But, yeah, so it is interesting how many ghost hunting shows there can be, actually.
0: Yeah. But that
1: being said, there's also a ton of YouTube stuff. And a lot of them are history-based, which I like the ones that go into the history of the place, too, and then do, you know, their investigation or whatever. I think that's interesting. But I think the only other way is, honestly, to host something like we did on Friday. Yeah. You know, where you have a ticketed event and you're like, well, you know, there are other people who are interested in it, but aren't necessarily going to like start doing it on their own. Let's right. give them the opportunity to take them through. But also we can make a little yeah money off of it, which I mean, that's it, that's a service. So
0: speaking of ghost shows, I don't know why I was just like, I want like a real ghost wife of so Amityville or something. But they just get, like, bitchy ghosts to, like, levitate, throw a glass of peanut grigio at me, you know?
1: That would be amazing. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> just nothing but, like, poltergeist like, activity.
0: But it's all just, like, real housewife poltergeist activity, so it's like a bottle of peanut grigio flies at you, and then on the wall it just says, in blood, you skank! Just, like, <laughs> like, nothing really spooky scary, just, like, dumb housewife stuff, but as through a ghost. But, yes,
1: yeah. I think you're the one to produce the show. I think you just made your pitch. I
0: mean, honestly, though,
1: I'm giving you the go ahead.
0: You know how I love a Real Housewives booth. Yeah, I love how much I've I reference and like joke about Real Housewives, but I've fully never seen a full episode.
1: You know what? I well, actually, wait, I lied. I have seen one full episode because sometime during quarantine uh my roommate Lisa there was an episode she had heard about that she wanted to see so we downloaded the app and you get like one free episode or something and so we watched it and it was wild and entertaining there was a pool and they were on some I don't even know what cast it was but that's the only time I've seen a full episode other than that I've only seen like the clips of like the scenes like you know
0: I feel like with that kind of show, clips are all you need. Like, I don't need the full episode. I don't need another full mental process for throwing mm-hmm. a glass of wine at Bethany for interrupting her fundraiser for PETA or mm-hmm. something, you know?
1: Although, I have watched all of uh, The Real Housewives of Orlando. Okay. Wait, er,
0: I hope they're all married to Florida men.
1: It's, it's a uh, parody one, though, with oh, all the funny ladies. Yeah. They did one for
0: New, New Vegas or Las Vegas, too, I think, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, that's their second season.
0: Gotcha. See, I'm much more interested in, like, a scripted-ish version of that show where it's comedians, like, purposefully and not just, like, mm-hmm. I don't need to give some of these women any more attention than they already have.
1: I think it's called The Real Hot Wives of Orlando.
0: That's exactly Yes, I've yeah. heard of that.
1: Uh, and, yeah, and the, the Las Vegas one is also really good. And it is, it's interesting, the Las Vegas one is different characters except for one character who's, like, the best who oh. moved from Orlando to Vegas, so she's on both casts. <laughs>
0: Uh, Do you know who plays her?
1: Oh, gosh. What is that lady's name? I don't. I don't know her name. I don't know most. I don't know. The the cast is the same. Like, the women from the first one are in the second one. They just all play new characters for the most part. Not all of them, but some of them. Like, Casey Wilson is in both seasons. I love Casey Wilson. I do, too. Underrated. What is Feifei's name? I don't know. But it's it's worth checking out. They're quick episodes, too. They're not, like, a full half hour.
0: Have you ever seen Unreal? Mm-mm. You would love it. It's on Hulu, okay. so if you have Hulu access... I do. So it's a scripted drama about the producers of a Bachelor show. Mm. And kind of just, like, the unscrupulous things they do to get these women to act crazy. And it's, like, kind of based off of real stories of producers from this show. hmm Like, from shows like that. But it's very interesting...
1: Okay, I'll have to check. I've seen it come up, but I had no idea what it was about. There's so
0: two just... bad bitch ladies that. that are the main oh. characters.
1: Okay.
0: I think her name, something Applegate, or Apple something. Appleby something. And then, um, it's really bothered me. I can't remember the names because I love them. Constance Zimmer. She's my favorite in the show because she's okay. like the bitchy boss lady who's like, I ain't taking notice shit. We are doing it my way because I am fucking right. Fair But she is always fucking right. So it's like, she gotta respect it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although the last season, I'm like, girl, you made some choices.
1: Uh Oh. How many seasons are there?
0: Four, I think.
1: Okay. that's not shaking.
0: It is, but it's so good. There's only like 10 episodes a season, I think.
1: Oh, okay. That's better. I do kind of like that seasons are shorter now on television.
0: It depends. Because I also started watching, have you ever heard of the show called Moonbeam City? Mm Mm-mm. I hadn't either. Someone showed it to me recently. And it's basically, it's one of those things that, like, I don't know how this flew under my radar because it's so up my alley. Like, same with Kingsman. I watched Kingsman four times last week. I saw it for the first (laughs) time on Sunday, watched it during the day on Monday, then watched it in the evening with my friend Monday night. And then on Thursday night, my other friend came over and she was like, I was like, Have you seen it? She's like, No, I'm like, Well, I guess we have to watch it then. Like a movie? A movie.
1: Like Colin Firth? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. Jess, it's so up my alley,
0: though. You know how I love spy shit, and it's a spy comedy.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. It's been a minute since I've seen it, to be honest.
0: Well, I've got both of them now, so...
1: Oh, I've not seen the second one.
0: The sequel's okay. I think they tried to shoehorn too much, or they tried to, like, jump too far ahead, or, like... Not necessarily time-wise, but story-wise. Like, I think they needed to have a movie buffer between Like, I feel like that would have been a better third movie than second movie, if it makes sense.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: But Julianne Moore plays the villain and she is fabulous. Oh, we I love stand her. Julianne Moore on this channel.
1: Yeah, no, she's great.
0: Uh I love her. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a single man? mm That's another one you should watch. It's an on Netflix. It's uh a Christopher Isherwood story. So he's the guy who did uh cabaret.
1: Oh okay, mm-hmm.
0: but it's more of a dramatic story, and it was made. The director was Tom Ford, is a fashion designer. Actually, is his first movie, oh, yeah. so it's very artfully Weird. shot. Okay. Yeah, it's very artfully shot and very interesting story, and it's about a gay man because Isherwood's gay, Tom Ford gay. It's a very gay it story. Yeah. yeah, and then Julianne Moore's in it as like this fabulous sixties woman.
1: Oh yeah, nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to be busy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I heated up some witch's brew, and that is what I am sipping on today.
1: Nice. Uh, I just have coffee with some whiskey. I mean, well, I have a latte with some whiskey in it.
0: See, I almost made a coffee, but I was like, (sighs) I don't really have any good, like, coffee liquors. Like, I have, like, I'm not going to put fucking tequila in a coffee, you know?
1: No, No. no, Not about that
0: life. I had witches Brew, and I had white wine, and I'm like, it seems too... Like, I know it's afternoon, but it seemed too mm-hmm. early for a white wine, so I went with the Witch's Brew warmed up.
1: Interesting. I yeah. thought you were going to say you combined them or something.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Those, those were the had options of.
1: I'm actually out of Witch's Brew, and I'm kind of bummed I didn't see it when I went grocery shopping.
0: I bought four bottles yesterday, and I just opened the last one.
1: Oh, my gosh. Given I
0: gave one away yesterday
1: okay
0: and like yeah Mm -hmm. i mean for real though there's only three bottles or three glasses in a bottle
1: yeah they are they're not big bottles or anything like that for sure um that's why i need to buy more
0: cvs actually had a better price than the grocery store
1: oh interesting which is interesting actually i do need conditioner and i have a coupon at cvs so i've seen maybe today even yeah, no, my drink is really simple because I've been having a mercury retrograde of a morning. And Fair. I broke a ceramic bowl that I love. Um,
0: Can you fix anything? No, no,
1: it's in the trash. Yeah, um, This is the second thing I've broken in like two weeks, too. So I'm not happy. Uh, I had a very long discussion with nobody about it. And <laughs> out loud by myself. I get and out. my breakfast burrito fell apart. And
0: just things fall apart.
1: Yeah. But part of it too was that I changed my story at the last minute. So I was tired last night, so I didn't do it last night, but at the this topic that I've known about, it popped in my head. There is a little bit of a road trip coming up. Okay. But it popped in my head and it's been something I'm curious about. And I just I don't know, I woke up this morning at like eight thirty and was just Mm -hmm. and was just like, yeah, I need to switch the to that topic. Like sometimes just you have those
0: mornings, yeah.
1: Something stuck with me and like something was just like compelling me to switch to it. And yeah, so are you ready for a story?
0: I am so ready.
1: Okay. So again, this is a little bit of a road trip. Uh maybe some might consider it Metro Detroit, some might not, depending on your definitions of it. But about forty five minutes outside of Detroit sits one of the most haunted historic buildings in the state. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to stay with the theme. I figure it's ooky spooky season. Let's stay yeah. with the spooky theme. We can do a third ooky spooky week. That's fine. Yeah. It's spooky season. Yeah. Normally we jump around, but sometimes we get thematic for a while. And yeah. that's what we're doing now. Yeah.
0: And this Pure building is
1: called the Holly Hotel.
0: Okay. I think I heard of her, but only by name.
1: Yeah. So. She makes it, if you've ever looked up like most haunted, whatever, whatever list yeah. in Michigan. Some people think it might be even one of the most haunted buildings in America. Obviously, Ooh. the statement, though, is up for debate, as there are many most haunted buildings. We were in one last right. week, for example, or yeah. last weekend. So, uh, you know, there can be a lot of very haunted spaces, basically. Yeah. One of the main reasons people are drawn to the hotel is it's incredibly historic. Mm-hmm. It's been operational for over three centuries in the hospitality business. Wow. Uh now, I do actually say the hotel, but it, it's actually a restaurant. Okay. Uh, I couldn't really figure... The way that it... Because I, I think that it was a hotel at one point. I think now it is just a restaurant. If you go to... The, but it's weird because it doesn't say that anywhere. But I was on their website and, like, if it was a hotel, you would be able to book rooms. And there's no
0: yeah. book room here. Maybe they so, just do uh, the restaurant now.
1: I think that's the case. Yeah. So, anyway, it's, it was... It has been operational for over three centuries, though, as a hospitality, so like a food service yeah, yeah. type business. The structure exists on the good uh, old National Register of Historic Places, too. Love that. Yeah, our, our favorite. We're going to go a little into the history because it is good to know the background of a place. And there's one really interesting, actually two very interesting things that have happened here. Ooh. So in 1863, the first railroad tracks were laid in, uh, on the Detroit and Milwaukee line. To Holly, Michigan, and later it was joined by the Flint and Holly Railroad line, so soon Holly became a transit for or like kind of a center for twenty five trains would pass daily, bringing travelers into the city, and with that brought you know more business to the actual city, which at the time yeah. was I believe maybe even like a village or something like that yeah, and a bunch of saloons were opened and one of the main intersections that housed a bunch of these saloons was Martha and Broad Street, and it became so popular. That unfortunately, many free for all brawls left many injured in the area, and it became dubbed Battle Alley, which is still what some people call it to this day. Okay. Yeah. So there's just like a lot of, yeah, aggression and energy going on. Yeah. And the structure itself is a three story red brick Queen Anne style structure. Okay. And in the early 1900s, the Holly Hotel became a hub of social activity. Many groups, so like civic, social, traveler, salesman, began meeting within its uh, facilities. And soon Sunday dinner was added as a formal event for local visitors, locals and visitors alike. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people would go to like the opera house down the street and like make a whole night of it. And it was like a big thing to do. And because it was on the rail lines, I think people would like come in for it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So. On August 29th of 1908, Carrie Nation had a little visit to the hotel. Have you ever heard of Carrie Nation? No. I had not either. What a fascinating individual. We're going to take a little side journey. Okay. So she was originally from Kentucky. She moved all over in her early life. Her family experienced many financial setbacks, and they moved several times. And they ended up settling in Missouri for a bit, and she didn't have much education or teaching. Many of her family members, including her mother, suffered from mental illness, uh, which also kind of, I don't want to use the word burden because that's not a burden, but uh, affected her life. And in 1865, she met Charles Gloyd, a local teacher, alcoholic and medical practitioner. Great combo. Yep. They were married in 1867 and separated shortly before the birth of their daughter in 1868. Gloyd, okay. the Charles Gloyd, unfortunately died in 1869, then of alcoholism. Okay. This helped Carrie to develop a passionate activism against alcohol. She then attended school and got a teaching certificate in 1872. In 1874, she married her second husband, who is an attorney, minister, journalist, and father. and 19 years, her senior, his name was David A. Nation. Okay. They moved to Texas. They had a failed farm and Carrie moved to operate a hotel with her daughter, David's daughter, Lloyd's mother, so her former mother-in-law. So she was like taking all these people with her wherever she went. Yeah. And then they or then they settled in Kansas. This is where Carrie would begin doing a lot of temperance work. Okay. So, she began campaigning to end the sale of liquor, and one of her tactics was to greet bartenders with remarks such as, "Good morning, destroyer of men's souls." Oh god. She then received a sign on June 5th, 1900. This sign caused her to gather several rocks, which she called Smashers, and proceed to a place called Dobson Saloon, where she announced, Men, I have come to save you from a drunkard's fate. Then she began to pummel the place with her Smashers. She did this to two additional saloons that same day, I believe. Damn, bitch. Yeah. Then a tornado hit eastern Kansas where these saloons were and she took it as a divine sign and approval of her actions
0: sometimes just things happen
1: yep so she began to lead a lot of raids she began to get arrested a lot eventually she and her second husband split and this basically had no effect on her she gave no fucks (laughs) um in fact like one time he said basically good job on the raid honey and she was like that's the first sensible thing you've ever said And so she began leading groups or going solo. She gave, again, no fucks and destroying whatever she could. She was arrested 32 times. Okay. And a lot of bars put up signs that read, All nations welcome but Carrie.
0: Yes. Was Carrie short for Karen? Because that would surprise (laughs) me not at all.
1: I don't. I didn't. I I cannot. Karen
0: Nation. That's what we're going to call her.
1: Yeah. So basically, though, she needed to make money and stuff. And for a while, she so her signature move was like an axe, like to axe things with this one axe, which I'll show you a picture of her and an axe in a little bit. And
0: chop off this.
1: Yeah, she began to sell axes with her name, like engraved in them for like money. Her merch. Yeah, she appeared in vaudeville shows for a while, but that didn't go well as the vaudeville audiences weren't exactly in her side. And would like throw eggs and stuff like she even went internationally to vaudeville shows. And so she stopped doing that. Then she just started selling like photographs, like signed photographs. Yeah. So that brings us to 1908 when she visits the Holly Hotel. Okay. And she and her pro temperance supporters invaded Holly and began clubbing patrons of the hotel with their umbrellas. (laughs) Carrie began smashing uh, whiskey bottles with her trademark axe. She was deeply appalled at the hotel's proprietor when he refused to condemn the drinking habits of the locals at the hotel's larger bar. Uh, She was arrested and put into a local jail. And today they celebrate her visit each year with a special menu and a reenactment and reduced prices on beverages.
0: Love that.
1: And I do. I am going to I'm just going to share the screen.
0: Okay, getting technological up in Zoom. The, I didn't know what she would look like, but that's exactly what she looked like.
1: Yeah. So she's beautiful. Uh, but Maybe no. more so than uh, the eyes I... of the
0: beholder kind yeah. of way.
1: Yeah. So um, we're going to exit Carrie, though, and I'm going to tell a little more history. There were actually two fires at the hotel that caused considerable damage. Mm-hmm. Here's the crazy part. They were on the same freaking day, 65 years apart, down to the hour. That is crazy. Yep. So real quick, in 1912, a man, so the original owner of the hotel, his name was Hearst, and it was actually called, it was labeled after him. And in 1912, a man named Joseph P. Allen from New York purchased the hotel, renamed it the Holly Inn. So he had just purchased it when in 1913, there was a fire on January 19th. And it caused structural damage and the second and third floors were basically just kaput. kaput. He immediately rebuilt though, but in a more modest style and he like lowered the roof a little, limited the top two levels to a tower, more modest porch, but he did redecorate the interior in a Victorian style. So rich woods, velvets, lace, leaded glass. Find China, one of the finest menus in the South or in the Southwest, <laughs> one yeah. the finest menus in the Midwest, attractive visitors from all over and pre-depression era was the place to be, especially for like Sunday night dinners. As I had mentioned, it was 50 uh. cents per person and it was just a big old night for everybody. Nice. Like multiple courses, all the fancy stuff. After two world wars, the Great Depression and changes to traveling by train, you know, people weren't doing it as much. The hotel's elegance faded, other holly staples closed, and in the 1970s, the hotel fell into disrepair and became a transient boarding house in, like, a pizza-beer type bar. So it never closed down. It just kind of slowed down. Yeah. So exactly 65 years after the first fire, it burned once again on January 19th, 1978 this time, and damage was about $550,000. Damn. There was an aggressive two-year renovation that started... And they used drawings from 1891 and personal accounts from local historians to try and rebuild it to the best of their abilities, you know, as best they could to the original. Yeah. Everything that could be salvaged from the fire and reincorporated was. So even if it didn't fit where, it you know, previously it did, there was something, I didn't write this down, but about the railing for the staircase, for example, was incorporated into the new bar. Mm -hmm. And the dinner is elegant there. So it is actually like a really kind of nice restaurant although i was looking at the menu and it's actually kind of affordable i really want to when it's not pandemic times i really want to well i want to go for two reasons and i'm going to tell you one of them later and if it wasn't we would still be doing this yes we're going to probably wait till 2021 but then we're doing this okay okay but in 1983 a comedy club was open on the lower level of the hotel and it was actually one of two professional clubs that existed within the state so it actually got it's not very big but it did get some like Yeah. You know, semi-large names and stuff like that going on before more clubs opened. So now, are you ready? Yeah, For the resident ookie spookies. Yes. Okay. So Mr. Hearst, like I mentioned, was the original proprietor of the hotel. And before, it was called the Hearst Hotel when he first opened it. Uh And he passed away in the 1920s, but many think he still overlooks and, like, runs the hotel because that was basically his life. And... Many believe that the great fire in 1913 kind of caused him an inability to pass because he did see that he died after that. But, okay. you know, he had an attachment to it and he kind of saw this. He had just sold it and then it burned right.
0: down. Like something he cared so much about. Yeah.
1: That's terribly upsetting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Apparently, his apparition doesn't really like noise or renovations. Most materializations of him are seen at the top of the stairs of the Cary Nation banquet room because there is... A, of course, a banquet room named after Carrie Nation.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, but he has also been spotted throughout basically most of the building. Yeah. There is disembodied voices. So laughter seems to be one of the most common version of her voice that can be heard. A faint baritone laughter that echoes throughout the house. And some will hear him actually speak, but usually it's not directly to anybody. So it sounds more just like, I don't know if it's just like to himself or just like something that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Second Uki Spooky, Nora Kane. And okay. she appears to be the hostess of the house now. She was a beautiful petite woman and there's actually a large portrait of her in one of the rooms. So if you go there, it's hard to miss this portrait. Yeah. She had a love of music and she still plays it from time to time. She does materialize on occasion and has actually been seen in photographs, particularly at weddings and I was if anybody has any photos too, please, 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 please send them because most of the ones I found online were like definitely Photoshop because they went with a story and they were there yeah. for effect. And I don't I want to see something real. Right. Uh one of the most common ways she makes her presence known is through the smell of sweet floral perfume that can be experienced in any room of the house. And it's most common around the main bar. Mm-hmm. She is most seen in the bar area or the back hallway, which was at one point the entrance to the actual facilities. Mm -hmm. She appears graceful, rarely a complete apparition. Usually she's seen from the knees up, but always has on a beautiful dress. And she's often heard playing the piano or singing. That's spooky. Mm -hmm. So the ghost in the kitchen. A lot of utensils, pots, pans, dishes, fine, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Bring with them the most active either spirit or spirits within the building. The ookiest and the spookiest. Yeah. So there may be one to two young girls who both died at a very young age on the facilities, mm-hmm. as they used to be a little bigger and include other areas, too. So one passed away after being severely injured in the livery stable, which stood next to the hotel. <clears throat> mm. And today is a parking lot. So I'm assuming this means where boats go. Is that what livery? livery? I don't...
0: I think so i don't fish? know we're not a boat or fish podcast
1: i know livery has to do with water that's all Yeah. I can't there's
0: the a Ar- the argo creek li- livery in ann arbor yeah it's canoes and stuff though
1: oh yeah the canoe liveries are where you get boats so maybe it was just a boat a boat house yeah okay so we're just gonna go with boats or sure. fish but boats
0: boats and uh, fish
1: boats and fish so she she got injured there and today it's a parking lot so that no longer exists Uh, the second guess that it might actually be the young daughter of nora so the apparition i just talked about whoever this apparition is they appear to be between nine and 13 years old have red hair and some very consistent habits so one of their favorite things to do is move the objects in the kitchen the most popular being the meat cleaver Ooh. yeah Sometimes teapots, hanging utensils and stuff, too, have been messed with. But, like, a lot of times they'll clean up for the night and you'll come in in the morning. The meat cleaver will just be, like, on the counter, even though, like, it was put away the night before. Nobody's been there.
0: Yeah. Oogie spooky.
1: Yeah. Uh, they are also heard running up and down the stairway quite often. And in the early 1990s, a seance was held. And this is the only spirit to show up during the spa- the seance. There's also a soft giggling that can be heard. Ooh. So while these three are the most active, there's some other spirits that have been kind of named to a certain degree. One of them is Leona, which is the Hearst's dog. And Leona was similar to a rat terrier, can be heard running down the hallways. You can feel Leona brushing up against people's legs. Uh, Barking is often heard, particularly early in the morning by the chefs who are getting there to start prep for the day. Yeah. Now, there is one story about a mysterious Native American spirit. Which, I mean, is possible, I guess. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna tell the story. Uh this one is interesting because it's only a, it's like a one and done. Like this is the only yeah. time that anybody's experienced this this apparition. In February of nineteen ninety-six, uh Mrs. Cutlinios Cutlinios sure. arrived early to the hotel to prepare prepare for Thursday afternoon tea, which again they do afternoon tea and apparently that's fabulous and fun too. And Uh, she began to inspect the rooms as she normally does in the morning. And she rounded a corner in the dining room. She saw what appeared to be a native American man. And most of him seemed solid. Like it would be an actual human, except for he had one problem. He had no feet. Oh no. He hovered for a few moments and then faded from view. Ah, that's so spooky. Yeah. So that's that story. Uh, A couple other things. Some people will slip on the stairs. A grandchild of the owner used to play with marbles on the stairs, so they think there might be a connection there. Uh, Uh, A medium who was actually featured on a news story that I watched was talking about experiencing an overwhelming presence of a woman, which was probably Nora, and she said that with no previous knowledge of the space, which is kind of fun. Uh, There are some EVPs and stuff you can see on YouTube, but there's a really interesting article on mycitymag.com from 2016 that actually talks to a few of the current workers as of 2016 in the space. Uh, so I got a, a few things, a few stories from them. So Stephen, I think it's McConaughey, which.
0: Any good for you.
1: Don't yeah, think so, but you never know. Not. It's spelled differently. I think, although I don't actually know that I know how to spell Matthew McConaughey's name. Uh, He had worked at the hotel at this point for three years, but he grew up with a knowledge of the history of the establishment, and he states that guests have reported hearing a girl giggling in the first stall of the women's restroom asking for her mommy.
0: Oh, that's so sad.
1: Yeah. The article then goes on to talk about Christine, who was a server at the restaurant for 22 years at this point, and one day she brought her four-year-old with her while she was opening up in the morning, and he was playing at the bottom of the stairs when he stopped, pointed to the top of the stairs, and said, Mommy, who is that man? Ah, uh,
0: Kids are the worst. They're so creepy. <laughs> they see things.
1: When she looked, no one was there. And then she recalls another time when she was waiting on an old, uh, older man and his grandson having afternoon tea. The young boy kept getting up, going to the top of the stairs. And his grandfather kept trying to like get him to sit down and finish eating. And then the little boy said, I was talking to my spirit friend. They wanted to join me, but I told them they couldn't.
0: I mean, good response, young boy, but that is
1: creepy. Yep. Uh, A few years after this, Christine was walking past the dining car, which is a smaller dining room that is made to look like a railroad car. And she thought she saw something. She thought she saw an older woman in a white dress with white hair, wearing a white hat. Again, that theme. They
0: just plan to have colors in the ghost world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But when she stopped to look again, no one was there. So six months go by, and she was serving a woman and her younger son, and they were at the same spot where she had previously seen this figure. Uh The mother mentioned that the boy was, quote-unquote, sensitive, and that's why she liked to bring him to the restaurant. Uh And Christine asked the boy if he saw anything. He immediately answered, Yes, I do. I see an old lady in a white dress. She has white hair. Christine was surprised by this, because that's exactly what she'd seen at that spot. Yeah. And so she said, Is she nice? And he replied, Yes. That's good, at least. Yeah, and then uh, last but not least, Kate Ritter, which is another employee, recalls that during her first year she was working during the séance the night before Halloween, and we're going to talk about that actually briefly. Uh, And it was being held as it was being held. She stated that all of the windows in the attic had blown out, and no one was up there. It was very strange. She also had a photo on her phone taken by a waiter named Alex. The photo was basically two couples had been. Uh, celebrating together, a birthday together, and they asked to have their photo taken. In the photo, there's an image of a woman's face in the mirror in the background with an old style like bun.
0: Yeah, yeah. The big old they bun. put the name
1: of the bun. I don't know the names of old style buns, so I did not write the name of the bun down. But I know like,
0: exactly what you're talking about, though. Like the like early 1900s, like big old bun.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Which actually, they do hold seances the week before Halloween nightly uh, seances they limit them to people they're actually like i think they're like 40 dollars which isn't that's bad not
0: terrible at all no
1: no they do say like some people will actually leave because it gets intense Too and they spooky. don't they don't say that like anything's going to happen right they bring a medium in they let them hold a seance with like and I, there's some videos on youtube a couple of them and it doesn't look like large groups of people it looks like maybe eight people or something like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't say yeah. how many people, but, uh, yeah. So I guess that's another tradition though that they do every year with the week leading up to Halloween.
0: That is really fun. That's a fun idea.
1: They seem to like a lot of traditions. I mean, Holly in general, I know has like a lot of traditions. Like there's like the Dickens festival and, you know, things like that. And Holly hotel is right on board for all the things. And again, have their own traditions, including the, Uh, carry nations
0: (laughs) yeah reenactment
1: day uh as well as these seances and then you know they do the cute things like afternoon tea and whatever so basically when the world opens up and is safe for people to enjoy again i am excited to go enjoy holly hotel which
0: i'm gonna have to ask my friends my friend grew up in holly okay Mm -hmm. yeah it's like uh one of my good friends her husband grew up in holly
1: one of my friends lives in Holly right now. Uh, he bought a house like many, many years ago. I want to say like
0: uh-huh.
1: eight years ago or something like that. And he really likes the area. I also, I spent a lot of time near Holly growing up, but I was always at the Renaissance Festival. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ate at some of the restaurants sometimes. <laughs> yeah. never ate at the Holly Hotel because we weren't about to go to.
0: Oh, no. A, a like, nice restaurant. Of.
1: Yeah. But I don't know if I actually know anybody who's eaten there, though. It's never come up, at least.
0: I feel like I remember my friends telling me a story that eat the Holly Hotel. I'm gonna have to ask them. Okay, about yeah. Because like my friends are foodie, so if there was any place in Holly that she could have eaten at, that was kind of, she probably did.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Then she's probably been to the Red Devil too. I will That's ask not her. fancy. They just have really good garlic bread.
0: Uh- oh, I mean, uh, garlic bread is the
1: best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a special place. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I again, I can't wait for the world to open up and be safe because I am going to make a special trip and I hope you'll join. Oh, 100%. And then 2021 am season.
0: Yes.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to book us a seance because that would be incredibly interesting. Oh, 100%. Experience and because it's not something that happens every day,
0: no, not at all.
1: Yeah,
0: spooky, spooky
1: again. Wanted to stay with the theme. I I really debated because I was like, Well, we had two in a row, and we do like to usually mix it up. First spooky season,
0: I think nobody's gonna be mad that we're doing spooky stuff, and this was spooky. Wait till November
1: (laughs) and vote though. Oh, yes. This is our last episode, I think. Wait, is it our no, last episode? Not. No, it's not. I can't do math. We have two more Tuesdays? Wait. Wednesday. Wednesdays.
0: Yeah, so this will come out the 21st. Then we have the 28th.
1: Okay, good, good, good.
0: But yes, please vote if you haven't already. I mm-hmm. voted absentee. It was very painless.
1: Yeah, I've got my absentee. I'm planning on dropping it off probably tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, just, I just like to do stuff on weekdays when I can.
0: Yeah, okay. Oh, totally. I was lucky because my Dropbox is, like, two blocks from my house.
1: Vote, well, y'all. Yeah. Use that voice. Use yes. your heart. Uh, also, use your brain. Yeah. Please. I know sometimes, you you know, sometimes it's a hard choice because maybe you don't like the choices, but think about the outcomes.
0: Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you for the story. That's very spooky.
1: And you're welcome for that story. Yes. It was my delight. Like I said, I don't know what made me switch, but I was just like, I need to talk about the Holly Hotel.
0: Divine Intervention.
1: (laughs) Just like that tornado.
0: Oh, yeah. I have a divine intervention, but I have two truths and a lie, actually.
1: Oh, I I look forward to this.
0: (laughs) So you did a spooky movie that you love last week. So I decided to do a spooky movie that I loved for this week.
1: I have a feeling I know what you chose, and if so, I really know nothing about this movie.
0: What movie do you think it is?
1: Uh, what is it? Halloween Town?
0: No, I I legit oh. almost picked Halloween Town. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jess has never seen this movie, so I'm gonna pick something no. else.
1: I know people talk about it with great delight and joy, and maybe I'll watch it someday. But if you
0: have Disney Plus, they're free and on there. They're so cheeseball. So like, really be in the mood for cheeseball.
1: Oh, there's multiple ones.
0: There's four. I don't like honestly. I don't. If you like, didn't grow up watching them. I know that Mm there's such a nostalgia filter with them. Yeah. But like, they're fun. Like, ask Lisa if she knows the Halloween ten movies, and if she has a positive reaction, watch them. Otherwise, I don't think she does. Yeah.
1: I think there's, I don't know what the date is, but I want to say there's, there's a definite like age cutoff, I think where it
0: stops. 1000%. They were like just crappy Disney channel movies. So any other guesses what movie I picked?
1: Well, now I'm hoping it's Hocus Pocus. No, unfortunately not. Uh, I picked. Death Becomes Her? No. Okay. That would be, that would have been too, too yeah, I think easy. I, yeah.
0: I did Rocky Horror.
1: Oh, fantastic. Okay, good. I was actually... Yes.
0: Thinking,
1: I really want to do, like, Rocky Horror makeup for fun.
0: Do Just it. One
1: day. It's fun makeup.
0: Go for it, then. But, mm-hmm. so, for Rocky Horror, here are your three mm-hmm. facts.
1: I'm waiting with Antissa. <laughs> Patient. Patient.
0: Yes. <laughs> I do that to my friend all the time, where I'll text him and be like, blah, 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 Anticip- and i will be like, God damn it, don't you do this. Not again. <laughs> and then, like, literally, like, months later, I'll just text him out of the blue, patient. He's like, God damn it. Every time. I want to do I, that
1: to somebody. I'm going to choose somebody and do that, too. I'm going to like do that, that to
0: him as soon as I get off this call. I'm going to text do. him and be like, hey, bitch. Okay, so fact number one. Richard O'Brien, the creator of Rocky Horror, originally wanted to play Eddie, but the director thought he'd be better at riffraff. Fact number two, mm-hmm. originally the roles of Magenta and Riffraff were one, but they split it into two because they thought Frankenfurter should have both a male and female companion. Fact number three, Frankenfurter originally had a German accent.
1: I'm going to go with fact three being the lie.
0: That is true. Okay. So in the original stage production, Tim Curry played um, Frankenfurter as a German but uh, when he was riding the bus one day, he heard a woman with a ridiculously posh accent. He's like, no, he needs to have like the queen's accent. I'm just like mm-hmm. over-affectated rookie. Mm-hmm. So that's true.
1: I'm going to go with number two then?
0: That is the lie. So, okay,
1: because I knew number one was true. I'm not going to lie. That one I did actually know.
0: Yeah, so that one is true. The role ended up going to Meatloaf, and he did respect his director's Mm -hmm. orders—or not orders, the director's suggestion of being riffraff, which I think worked out. He makes such a good riffraff.
1: He really does, and because it's such a—it's a behind-the-scenes major character. It's like weird because he's so integral, but like he's so—he's
0: kind of like the puppet master in a way, Mm -hmm. which I think makes it a perfect yeah.
1: Yeah, like I said, that was the one fact I actually have heard before.
0: Okay, so um, that is the false fact, number two. It was originally Magenta and Columbia were one part.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, so O'Brien wanted his friend to play Magenta, but Little Nell had already been cast. So they worked to split the part in two, only for O'Brien's friend to be busy with a tour in India with some singer. But uh, so they ended up casting Patricia Quinn instead, who ended up playing Magenta in the film adaptation. Mm Mm-hmm. And she only did it is because she loved the song uh science fiction double feature so much uh-huh. that like that was the condition she'd play magenta if she could sing the song in the beginning, and I don't yeah. know what you're thinking right now, wait, wasn't it sung by a man? So a fun fact I have is that for the movie version, the director thought it'd be best if O'Brien sang it, which pissed uh-huh. off Patricia, of course. But she got to be the lips. So the lips lip syncing the song is her.
1: Okay, yeah. So she's
0: lip syncing, her lips are the lip syncing for it, and then O'Brien sang the opening song for the movie adaptation.
1: Okay. That's a fun little way to yeah. work everybody in.
0: Yeah. And then I have one fun fact other than that. was yeah. This is from a Mental Floss article, so if you want more, just Google Mental Floss Rocky Horror. But uh, Little Nell, who played Columbia... Uh, she actually got the role purely based off of her tap dancing skills. And so she was working as a soda jerk before the original production went up. And one, someone involved saw her and brought her in front of the thing, and she just tap danced for her and she got the role. Wow. Which is so interesting because, like, she really only really tap dances during the time warp, at least during the movie version, so, like... But yeah, she's perfect yeah. for that character. Just perfect. I love it, too, just because, like, it is such a weird movie, and one of the other fun facts I didn't write down, but, like, O'Brien just kind of, like, was between, an actor between jobs, and he just one winter wrote the show.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. And That's
1: like, uh, really fun.
0: The movie, like, when it came out, was a bomb. Like, actually, like, mm-hmm. nobody really liked it, and like, it was actually, like, the audience participation that, like, the article said happened because of like boredom because people just like weren't sure what they were watching so they made up all these cues and then that's what like kind of made it become a cult classic
1: i love that
0: yeah what the first time you saw it did you see it in the theater with like the whatever and the hoopla i've actually never
1: i've never seen it like that and i want to and i I bought tickets before even and then something came up uh, yeah. And then I've not bought tickets and then something like I've yeah. I've had plans to see it a few times. Something never. always goes terribly wrong, like not detrimentally wrong, but just where I don't end up seeing it. Yeah. And. I don't know, I do. I still want to do that again.
0: It's definitely in my top five of music, movie musicals. hmm. I love it.
1: I definitely have a very soft spot in my heart for it. Like, yeah, you know an avid watcher of it still I think I finally kind of get the storyline but it took me so long to understand the actual storyline
0: it's interesting since very like a lot of it pulls from Frankenstein which I was realizing the most recent watch through mm-hmm. of like you know like the the creator's monster kind of thing
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: but in a very but then the monster has kind feelings of gay way. yeah mm-hmm. no I It's such an interesting movie. I'll admit, it doesn't make a ton of sense a lot of the times. You have to watch it a bunch of times to really kind of get a grasp of it. And I know Mm -hmm. most people don't want to do that, but I am 100% here for that.
1: Oh, yeah. no, it. I mean, I watch it pretty much every year. I watch it at Uh, least once a year. Yeah. Same. And sing along. and uh, Of
0: course. (laughs) Of course.
1: Sometimes dance along. Uh,
0: Depends on how active I'm feeling.
1: Regularly do the time warp.
0: Um, yes
1: made my high school friends learn the time warp for a video in french class once
0: yes
1: yeah we did <laughs> just real quick we did a, a sketch for a french class video and we made it it was the breakfast club like storyline of, yeah. except for the characters were magenta from rocky horror picture show joey from dawson's creek Phoebe from Friends and Nancy from The Craft were the people in detention. Oh
0: my God, that is beautiful.
1: And then uh, we did like Polaroids for like the like everybody's like starring, you know, whatever thing. Yeah. And then I still have a, the one of my friend Shannon as Magenta. I was Phoebe from Friends because I seemed smelly cat in French. Yes. And pretended to play the guitar and but she was magenta and it was because she had like a maid's outfit anyway and you know all this stuff yeah. and i have that polaroid of her with the word magenta on the bottom
0: i love in a box that. and i
1: pull it out like i see it once in a while and i'm always like i start cracking up and then we all did the time warp at the end oh of Naturally, course you have to that video yeah 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 i loved i loved making videos like that i loved oh, for sure. language class videos english class videos like a video project was always the best thing. Oh, yeah. I wasn't I remember the best at making them, but I loved them.
0: We did one for, like... Kind of weird. It was either, like, their eyes were watching God or Raising in the Sun, which I was written by Zora Neale Hurston. Or Hurston, whatever. I
1: think, I think that's their eyes were watching God.
0: I think so, too. Because we did, like... I don't even really remember much about it, but I know we ended the video with my friend putting on this, like, horrible dress that my, like mom got from a thrift store f- to be like for a costume for my sister for like my sister's gonna be like an old lady mm-hmm. so she got like this old lady church dress cute and so she just comes at the end of the video she's like i'm zora neil herson and i've got a story for you kind of thing and it was just like <laughs> so taggy and terrible uh Aww. it was so funny <laughs> but i think that pretty much wraps us
1: i think so too uh so just a reminder, we do I have a Patreon if you want to support the show. Patreon.com slash Detroit Strange.
0: Lots of good stuff out there. Yeah. The the Shop, com. If you hmm. want to reach us on our social medias, it's at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter. Detroit Strange on Facebook. And our email address, strange at gmail.com. Which, of course, as you mentioned in this episode the last one, if you have any pictures or any stories related to the topics we talked about today, last time, or really ever,
1: let us know in the email, you know? I'd like to have the stories. Yeah. oh definitely that would be fantastic especially if you have any kind of like photo or video or i just like hearing the stories though too right you don't have yeah. to have any kind of evidence i just i love these kind of stories exactly especially first-hand accounts yeah and also make sure to subscribe rate review um if you have a chance you know recommend give us friend. stars yeah give yeah give us some stars if you know somebody else who's into this kind of stuff float our name by them. Yeah.
0: Would hope you're having a great spooky season. This is like obviously our favorite time of the year. I mean, I hope that you guys are having an equally fun spooky season and grabbing mm-hmm, fall like, by the balls.
1: In a but, good way, spooky. not like, yes, you know, like
0: Fun spooky.
1: Fun spooky.
0: Like Casper spooky, not poltergeist spooky.
1: Yeah. And let us know what's going on. If, right. If you've got something happening. Yeah. Do you I live know. with a ghost? You got a roommate that's a ghost? Right love to hear it
0: but until, until next, next time,
1: time. stay strange. strange this has been a production of planet Amp podcast powered by pinecast our theme song was created by detroit duo sex and violence